welcome to the Photo Thinking Blogcast. If you don't have time to read the reviews, I will read them for you. Today we read the Miranda Automax 3 Auto Grill. Ever wondered what a camera would look like with the grill of a 1962 Chrysler SV1 Valiant? The Miranda Automax 3 is a great example. It has one of the most impressive pentaprism designs in early 35mm SLRs. In fact, the whole camera looks impressive. The Automax series comes from a period where camera designers had a bit of freedom to experiment, and the looks of a camera were also a priority. Some of the most beautiful and innovative SLR designs were produced mid-last century until an established form factor was developed later in the century. Miranda cameras are not one of the highly collected brands, but they do have their fans. This is partly due to a reputation of having reliability issues, and as they were not as prevalent, lack of parts. The combination of these factors does mean they are a bit of an enigma. Miranda curse has been known to be uttered more than once. Unlike other people, I managed to get a working copy on the first go, sort of. It's a camera that did not give me any indication of any problems in use. To be fair, it actually worked well except for something I did not notice until way too late. Out in the field, it is a usable and enjoyable camera. Being a collector as well as a photographer, I could not resist buying one of these. Partly as a challenge after hearing the problems other people have had with them, and then just the look of it. From an SLR point of view, it is a gorgeous camera. I got the camera very early on last year and used it on and off until the end of the year. It was quite enjoyable every time I took it out, but that is only one aspect of a camera. The results it produces are obviously its reason for existence. To see how I got on and why I think I was the recipient of the curse anyway, please read on. History. While you do not see many Miranda cameras about everywhere, they were produced for a significant amount of time and the company does have a substantial history. Miranda was originally called Orion Seiki Sanguil, or, or Orion Precision Products Industries, and was founded in 1947. The founders, Ogihara Akira and Otsuka Shintaro, both studied aeronautical engineering in what was called the Imperial University of Tokyo, that was later renamed the University of Tokyo. This was during World War II and they were about a year apart. Ogihara Akira worked on the pulse engines for the Japanese Navy during the war while Otsuka Shintaro worked on the compressor of the, an engine for a fighter jet. At the end of the war, all research for the military was stopped in Japan. Otsuka went on to work on gas turbines but soon became aware of what Ogihara was working on. Ogihara had started using a small workshop within the former Aeronautical Research Center to work on camera repairs and modifications. Notably, Leica mount barrels for military and older lenses. They founded Orion's Seike Sangao at this point in 1947. Ogihara was very interested in astronomy, so the company was named after the Orion's belt. The first product of the new company was an adapter called the Coupler. It allowed for contacts and Nikon rangefinder lenses to be mounted on a Leica thread mount and retain use of the rangefinder coupling. These are very sought after now. Other products produced initially and throughout the history of the company include the Focabel bellows, Mirax reflex housings and the Supreme lenses. It was not until 1954 when they produced their first camera with which they went looking for an investor. The prototype was called the Phoenix. When they were funded in 1955, 
the company was renamed as Orion Camera Company and the camera was released as the Miranda T. It is worth noting that it was the first Japanese SLR with a pentaprism that was available commercially. As the main product was the Miranda, and this was quite common with the Japanese camera companies, in 1957 the company was renamed again as Miranda Camera. Soon after is where things get a bit weird. Early in 1959, in a joint announcement, Ricoh was to take over the distribution. This only lasted a few months and by mid-1959, sales of Miranda cameras were stopped in Japan. They were manufactured only for export market and for a few years and a very strong partnership was formed with Allied Impex in the US. By the late 1960s, Miranda was eventually wholly owned by Allied Impex. They were also the owner of the Soligor branded lens company. In 1960, the first Automex was released, which has a coupled selenium meter and a set of new lenses with a cam to let the camera know the aperture setting. The camera also has a double mount where lenses with either a thread mount or a bayonet mount could be used. In 1963 bought the Automax 2 where a notable upgrade was the available ASA range was increased from 10 to 400 to 10 to 1600. The Automax 3 came in 1965 with a major change. The selenium meter was replaced with a CDS meter and moved to the side of the camera. The area where the selenium cell used to be was left on the camera with that funky car grill looking front of the pentaprism. Miranda operated until 1976 where they went bankrupt, with another notable camera release being the SensorX models. Casino reused the Miranda name in the 1980s briefly for a line of cheap cameras. specifics. The Miranda Automax 3 is a 35mm single lens reflex SLR camera manufactured from 1965. It is a systems camera which means it has components which can be changed over. For instance the pentaprism is removable and can be replaced with a waist level finder. The aesthetics are influenced by the previous model the Automax 2 in that where it used to have a selenium meter there is a metal plate in front of the pentaprism. Metering is achieved through a CDS meter located to the left of the camera. The Automax 3 has the Miranda dual mount where it allows for the bayonet lenses and also M44 screw mount. Most commonly the camera was supplied with a Soligor made 5cm f1.9 auto. The purposely made lenses have an arm which locks into the body to match up the aperture for the meter readings. Shutter speed is controlled by the dial built around the film advance lever with available shutter speeds from 1 second to a thousandth of a second and bulb. The film speed selection is also on the same dial with options from ISA 10 to 1600. The top plate also has a frame counter under a glass circle. Also there is the signal window. At the back of the top plate is where the 1.35 volt mercury battery is inserted which powers the meter. The viewfinder has the match needle meter on the left side otherwise there is only the focusing patch in the middle. Being a systems camera there is a significant number of accessories available including bellows, macro rings, flash components, etc. Experience I hadn't been seeking out Miranda cameras when I came across the Automax 3. Miranda's had been mentioned on the podcast I am on 
uh, as a co-host, the Camarosti podcast. And about the same time, it came up on one of my online searches. The Automax 3 is considered one of the most likely to work and it, it was well priced, so I pulled the trigger. Miranda cameras have a less than good reputation regarding reliability to the point where it is sometimes referred to as the Miranda curse. I know people that have had two or three purchases before they got one that works. Luck was on my side, this one worked right away. I threw in some Kodak Gold 200 into the camera and carried it around for a bit. The meter seemed to work and was fairly accurate when I compared it to my handheld. It is a pretty nice camera to use. The controls are all in the right place and it is pretty smooth. The operation was good and I quite enjoyed it. The one thing that did happen is that I started to notice some sort of circle in the viewfinder which moved around with the movement of the camera. I could not work out quite what it was. I originally thought part of the match needle had come loose but everything was still where I would expect it. When I remove the pentaprism and look a bit closer, I can see it is a small plastic screw stuck between the focusing screen and the glass above it. I have no idea where it is from, but as it does not affect the operation, I leave it be. Have a look at the photo operating the camera as having a waist level finder to see it. I got my first roll of film back from the lab and eagerly scanned it in. I was surprised to find the images seemed, well, a bit off. Glowing is the best word for it. So I realized they must have been overexposed, so I checked the shutter and the speeds. It passed. The shutter was firing to what seemed the right speed, so I loaded some of my go-to film, Ilford HP5+. The results from this film were similar, but not as severe. Probably due to being black and white film, it limited the effect. It had me head scratching. I checked the camera out and still could not see what was causing it. Using the camera continued to be nice. It is well balanced and sat around my neck or around my shoulder nicely. The viewfinder is nice and uncluttered and focusing is easy to see, helped by the faster lens. For the third roll of film, I put in some Kodak Ultramax 400, convinced by this point it must be the meter which is out, even though all the tests I did show it was fine. I shot through this again enjoying the camera, even though I was limited to the 50mm lens I had. One of the interesting things I found shooting the Miranda is that it seems to attract quite a bit of attention. It must be all the chrome. It just looks vintage and people seem to be attracted to it. This roll came back with the same issue, even though I used a handheld meter this time. And then out of the blue, I found the issue. In the posting online, have a close look at the lens uh, picture that's uh, posted in this section. There is a screw missing, which is the same on the other side. This allows the front of the lens to move out a bit, only half a millimeter, which I suspect was letting in more light than expected. It would explain the overexposure look I was getting. The Miranda curse hits again. To be fair, I got a decent number of successful photos from this camera too, which indicates when working fully, it's quite a decent and likable camera. I seem to not be able to get over the loose screw in the viewfinder and the missing screws. The missing screws can be attributed to the previous owner, but again, with this camera, they could have just worked their way out. They do crop up in online sales often, enough where if you really want a Miranda Automax 3, you could pick one up for a very decent price. Personally, I will not be looking for another one, and while I enjoy shooting with this one, I will always worry about the reliability. I hope you enjoyed the reading of the Miranda Automax 3 on photo thinking. As normal, thank you to Mike Gutterman for the background music and hopefully I'll see you on the site, photothinking.com. Goodbye for now.